Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky, with a cold. <laughs> Happy New Year, friends. And I hope you're going to have a great year. I mean, how can you not? It's new and it's all mindset. No matter what happens to us this coming year, we all have the opportunity to respond to our situations. And how we do so is important. And that's why I want you to join me in dedicating this year to being generous. Generosity is one of my favorite behaviors and values. Giving more than you have. Being generous with your resources, talents, and your gifts. Generous people give with no guilt or expectation of a return. They are not transactional. They don't have a scorecard that tracks what they've given and what they've received in return. They are givers in the true sense of thinking about others, what others need, and being able to focus upon that other person. Generosity is one of those qualities that we all admire, and we aspire to be generous each day for others. One thing about generosity is that many people associate it with the act of giving, mainly to other people. However, this year, I want us to apply generosity in a different way. Now, before I get into it, let's review who we are as we charge into 2024. We are Buffalo leaders who run into the storm. We are tireless optimists that see the possibility in others that bet we'll win, that focus on making sure we find a way. We are perseverant in the sense that we are not willing to sit if we've fallen. And we look for other people to step into our lives that can energize us, challenge us, and allow us to grow. And finally, we are leaders because a leader is anyone who has influence over another person. And leaders recognize that they are people who have influence, people who understand that we in our very presence can change the dynamics and direction of the people around us. We are leaders because we all have influence and we all make a difference. We are also willing to take risks and fail. Fail. Because sometimes we run so fast into the storm that we have to turn around and go get other people who watched us tear off into it. Now, leaving a fellow buffalo behind is not desirable, but it is empowering when you turn around and go get that other person. They feel cared for. They feel good. And they feel that we will get through it because we're together. Okay. 2024. Here we come, baby. First of all, I have some thoughts for you on the year 2024. It sounds so futuristic. I mean, I was a social studies teacher, and when I hear we're living in the 20s, I think of the birth of jazz, model T's, prohibition, women getting the right to vote, Lindbergh flying across the Atlantic, and all that type of historical stuff strictly here in the United States. I mean, we're living in the 20s again. And this year, we will see some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, like NASA is sending a crew to orbit the moon for the first time in a really long time with all new technology and a very cool crew. They're sending the first man of color to leave the Earth's orbit, along with the first woman to leave the Earth's orbit, along with the first non-American to leave the Earth's orbit, a Canadian. I can only imagine what will change with things like artificial intelligence and what new technologies will be shared and how the world will change. I mean, my son is graduating from college and a year from now, he'll be a teacher. The geopolitical landscape is going to go wild. We'll have another presidential election and all the hope that comes with that fresh start and all the craziness that comes along with it as well. But that's why we're Buffalo leaders, because we will persevere and we will charge into the storm. 
But that's why I want this year to be the year of generosity. Generosity is a term that all of us hear in the sense of giving to others, sacrificing for others, and providing for others. However, I want to challenge you this year, as you are toasting and making all of your resolutions, to think about one thing, a thing you likely don't put enough thought into each day or hour, a thing that needs all of your attention and love. That thing? You. The year of generosity is about being more generous to yourself. Yep, you're likely a selfless person who gives way more than you should, never has time for themselves, and puts the needs of everyone first. You're likely the person who quickly volunteers to take on more. You're likely never thinking about your spare time because you don't have very much. Most people I know in education and service and business and life, they're really busy. Then you compound that with your partners and spouses and children and responsibilities, supporting your aging parents, soccer tournaments and dance, heck, just life. And you're likely tired most evenings and wondering how quickly will the weekend get here. And then, the weekend? Well, you know what that's going to bring. You are all also in different seasons of life. And the more generous you are for others, the less time you're keeping for yourself. And most likely, your weekends are busy, if not busier, than your weekdays. That's who we are, which is why this year is the year of generosity, the generosity for you. Too often we are so generous for others that we leave ourselves behind and there are a few ways we can become better versions of ourselves. And the first way is by setting a course for the year, a goal per se that positions us to think different, then act different, and then be different. Now, this self-improvement that I'm talking about starts with being generous to yourself and focusing on a few ways to do so. Let's look at the word generous, because generous means to give more of something that than is necessary, to put more out there than needed. And that's what we're going to do for ourselves this year, because the only way to improve as a leader is to actually focus on what we need to get better at, which is leadership and ourselves. The root of the word generous is Latin. Latin. And you know what it means? It means to produce to create, to cause to exist, to bring to life or generate, which sounds like a really meaningful and purposeful way to be. And to truly understand the power of generosity, we have to think about why it's so important to be generous to ourselves. This does not, does not, and this is a significant disclosure, in any way imply that we should be selfish. It means that we should be generous with our thinking and give more to what matters for us. For us, it means to actually love yourself and treat yourself to what you need and not sacrifice yourself all of the time, not for others. And that is an actually incredibly selfish thing to do when you give so much that you have nothing left for yourself. And that means that you're not the best version of yourself, which is why too many of us over the course of so many years have given so much that we forgot to take care of the one thing that's so important for other people, and it's ourselves. And it's not all generous to give more than you can afford. It's actually kind of selfish if you give more than you can afford, because then you're no good when they really need you. Which is why self-generosity is important. It replenishes your resources. It replenishes you. I actually have a process for how we can be more kind of set in our goal around being generous for ourselves this year. Now, of course, of course, I have a New Year's process for us, and whenever we have a problem or an opportunity for improvement, we need a process, so here we go. 
The process is how to communicate, not just to ourselves, but within ourselves, what we want to be. So, let's get to it. Wait, actually, I need to tell you a quick story before I do that. So a long time ago, I was given a promotion when I was in the school in a school district, and I was told that I would be overseeing communications for our district. At the time, I was the assistant superintendent, and I was in charge of curriculum and instruction, and then I was asked to oversee both learning, strategy, and now communications. I have learner in my top five strengths from Gallup, and I have never been more comfortable in my life than when I get to learn but I've never been more uncomfortable when I lead from a position with a knowledge deficit. So as a result, when I was told what I needed to do, I searched for the most impactful training I could find in developing communication processes for large systems. I found one, and it was a four-day training in San Francisco. And I thought, this will be really cool. My superintendent was more than happy to send me off for four days because (laughs) she joked, this place will calm down a little bit. Anyways, I registered, and a few months later, off I flew to California. This trip was very memorable for many reasons, and the most was who I was in the room with when I got there. I was in my mid-30s, I thought I was pretty cool, and I remember walking into this amazing building like I was in a movie. I was a little out of place with all these tech people around me and felt slightly self-conscious about my presence at this place, kind of like I had imposter syndrome. Anyways, I stepped onto the elevator and was surprised by the men and women with all of their Starbucks and their purses and bag straps across their chest, their intensity as they were hammering away on their Blackberries. I took my maroon Blackberry out and started rolling the ball so I would fit in and look cool as we went up to, I don't know, like the 40th floor. Anyway, when I got off the elevator, I was greeted with a very excited assistant who wanted me to fill out a bunch of forms. I indicated that I was already registered, and she said, yeah, we know, but these are different forms. They were all really long and really legal. You see, this training I had signed up for was in San Francisco. And as a result, this communication training was all about how to successfully launch an idea. And all of these ideas, well, they needed protection. Why? Well, they were some pretty cool ideas. So I was filling out non-disclosure forms for companies that, well, in a moment, I'm going to introduce you to. I entered the room and was surrounded by people who all looked fit, fashionable, and wealthy. I was weirdly intimidated, which doesn't happen often because I love the challenge of being in rooms with new people. But this room? This room was very different. Everyone was my age, mid-30s, but they all looked like they had really big jobs. The room was differentiated. There were people of all types in the room, and it was amazing because I don't get to see that very often. We also had assigned seats by industry. (laughs) That's when I really felt strange, because I was at a table with two other people. I was at the education table. I was with the dean from Stanford and a dean from the University of California at Berkeley, and Ted Knightsky, the assistant superintendent of schools from a district in Wisconsin. However, it was the other tables that were really, really cool, and they frankly astounded me. There was a retail table, Gap, North Face, Oakley, and Levi's. There was a table of only people from Apple, yeah, Apple, and none of the people at the table knew each other. Then there was a technology table, Oracle, Cisco, Hewitt-Packard, Dell, and IBM. And then there was an automotive table, Porsche, Chevrolet, and Fiat. And then there was an entertainment table, Pixar and Sony. I never in my life felt like, what am I doing here? I was in a room with every major California brand, and it quickly became apparent why we had to sign all those non-disclosures. As I looked around the room, I saw products, very futuristic-looking things, prototypes, clothing examples. The North Face people had set up a tent. 
I have to be honest, to this day, I've not been this excited or intimidated at the same time in my life in one room. And all I could think about was, what did I sign up for and where am I? Turns out, I was in the Twilight Zone because they were all engineers with a designer and they were sent to these trainings to learn how to communicate and pitch their products alongside a marketing person because they had these grandiose, innovative ideas that they couldn't effectively communicate to the people at the top so that they could sell them. They were all people with great ideas that the world would have never seen had it not been for that training. And that training was to effectively communicate and advocate for yourself and your ideas. Over the course of the week, I saw things that were so futuristic and amazing. I learned how hard it is to help people envision things they've never imagined. You know, like being generous to yourself. I also learned how to get people to reimagine things they hadn't become accustomed to. Like when Gap was there trying to tell us or explain to us, and frankly struggle, to why they wanted to launch an athletic line. Folks, this was 2004. Friends, I went to this training when my son was two. He's almost 22 now. Looking back, everything I saw in that room is now something you and I cannot live without, including the process that was the real keeper for us on communication. And that process is the one I want to use to help us set our mindsets with the idea of being more generous to ourselves this coming year. You see, as I was sitting next to a Nobel laureate from Stanford and the dean of students affairs from California, who was, and I'm not making this up, talking about Aaron Rodgers being drafted by the Packers and how far better watch out. I remember thinking these San Francisco guys are stoned. Anyways, turns out they were right. Anyway, we were sitting there on the last day and this communication expert talking to all of us draws a T-chart on the wall and says, this is the single greatest communication tool in our training. And that is why we saved it for the last day. For the next four hours, you will fill this out and then alpha test it with a partner and then add to it. Then you will beta test it with a larger sample. And finally, you'll present it to all of us. And if at the end, we can't figure out what you want us to understand, well, you fail and you should not bring it back to your company. I sat there looking at this blank T-chart on the wall with anticipation that was actually making me vibrate. We had learned so many things during this training. And any of you who've been around me have seen the gap diagram that I learned at that training. The current and desired state tool. You know, the one where I talk about Charlie learning to drive the Mini Cooper. All of the communication principles I use to this day, I learned at that training. How to create narratives. How to use graphs to explain life in bite-sized phrases. How to be succinct. When he turned and started to write on the wall, the greatest tool ever, I was outside of my body excited. Then at the top of the left-hand side, he wrote, it is. And on the right-hand side, he wrote, it is not. I felt like a balloon had, I felt like a balloon that had the air rapidly removed. I was like, wait, what? The engineers, of course, looked like they had just opened the Holy Grail and I couldn't understand it. I'm like, that's it? This is the greatest communication tool of all time? Turns out, That if you want to set goals, communicate change, or truly determine if your innovations are going to stick, you need to create great and simple clarity by identifying what it is you want and what it is you do not. What the product does and what it does not do. What the clothes do and do not mean. You see, people in the absence of knowledge or understanding lean back into their life catalog of experiences. And as he explained, if that is limited, they won't understand it. If they don't understand it, well, they'll avoid it. He then held up two products, 
One was a little black and boring-looking rectangular-shaped piece of plastic with a wire hanging out of it, and the other was a brand-new iPod. Wow. He then shared that they were both MP3 players. And the Microsoft guy was in the room, and he was like, Hey, yeah, yeah, that little black one, that was ours. We launched that way before Apple launched their iPod. The instructor said, Exactly. And you did a horrible job explaining it to the consumer. So you lost the opportunity to dominate the market. Now, Apple, well, they showed exactly what it was and what it was not. It was all of your music in one little battery-operated device. And it was not a gigantic case filled with CDs. However, they showed us how many CDs fit into your pocket. And that made people understand it. We broke into our groups and got to work. And I started prepping for a referendum. And I can't disclose what I saw from the others... Not yet. However, our, our referendum passed, and I attribute it to that T-chart and the other products. Well, I can assure you, you've worn all of these other products. You've used them, you've bought them, and you know about them. <laughs> Non-disclosures. Anyways, <clears throat> here is what we're going to do this year. The year 2024. This year, we're going to be generous for ourselves and coach others to be generous to themselves, and we're not going to burn ourselves out. We're also going to create a T-chart. And on the left side, we're going to write, I will practice self-generosity by. And on the right side, you're going to write, I will not. You see, even for us, we have to clearly identify the it is and the it is not. Think of all the applications for this, friend. Think of this for behaviors in classrooms. We do, we do not. Think about it for customer service. Think about it for your own children. We do say thank you. We do not assume we deserve things. That simple chart shows everyone what it is that we do and do not do. Remember my learning from the triple PhD trainer? He seriously was. I kept calling him doctor, doctor, doctor. Anyways, he said, <laughs> I, oh, I'm going to get myself a coughing fit. He said, in the absence of understanding an idea or product, people fall back upon their life experiences. If they have never experienced high expectations, goal setting, your vision, they'll fall back into their old way. And without clarity, well, that is chaos and ignorance. You see, even we, when reflecting about ourselves, we can't clearly envision a different us without a process, without sitting down and describing what it is and what it isn't about ourselves that we want to improve, like giving more to ourselves. Here's an example of how I will be more generous to myself this year. I created the T-chart. I will practice self-generosity by on the left and on the right. I will not. My first bullet point is... I will practice self-generosity by giving myself grace and accepting that not every moment will be perfect. Because that's something I really struggle with. I will not focus on setbacks or let them define my day. I will practice self-generosity by challenging the narratives in my head. I will not accept the negative places my mind takes me when I am faced with people that are challenging. I will practice self-generosity by protecting time for myself so that I can recharge and fuel my learner's strength. I will not give away the time I have reserved for myself. I will focus on my strengths. I will not focus on my weaknesses. I will accept the aging process and celebrate what I have. I will not get into a funk every time I feel older and focus, one on, focus on what I was able to do. I will be giving myself permission to slow down and not feel guilty when I could be somewhere else. I will not feel guilty sitting still. You need to do yours. This was super helpful for me when I thought this through. Okay, I think I made my point. 
Now, I want you to do this and I want you to get creative with the applications for this. I mean, imagine all the people you serve launching into a new season or time period of the year and outlining what they will and won't do. Imagine taking anything you have to communicate and identifying what it is and what it isn't. Imagine sitting across from someone in conflict and clearly articulating what is expected and what is not accepted. Clarity and setting goals for oneself and others. That's what this is. If we want to be truly generous to ourselves, we have to put some time into it. You can't just aspire to it. You have to do it. T-charts are so simple, and I think that is why they've been used forever. Now, I want you to set into motion for yourself the ability to give yourself more this year. After all, being generous feels really good when it's for others. Imagine how it will feel for you, for you to give it to yourself. Generosity is a needed behavior and a skill whenever there is a change ahead. Well, with a new year upon us, it is ripe for a significant amount of change. Guaranteed to have a lot of unknowns and a tremendous opportunity for you and I to improve over the course of the year, especially for our ability to give ourselves what we need. Seriously, 2023 is gone. We can learn from yesterday, but that's all we can do with it. So now we can grow today, and then we can prepare for tomorrow. So let's just do that. Let's just do that by doing the T-chart and focusing on being self-generous. So let's do some smart thinking and some generous thinking. List ways you can increase generosity towards yourself. Describe a process you can use to set your goals. And finally, list other ways you can use this process to support others through change and communication. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening. And please, please share this with others to help me help them be better versions of themselves. And please rate and um, star this on your platforms if you have the opportunity. I greatly appreciate it. As I have now crested over 250,000 total listeners, I really, really appreciate all of you everywhere you are. And I think about you often. And finally, well, I thank you to the well pennies for all these years of supporting me and providing great music. I'm going to end with a little Andrew Hoyt, one of the artists from Golden Bear Studios, which is the Well Penny Studios in Des Moines, Iowa. Okay, another quick story and a request for forgiveness. And not from you, from my wife, Megan. In 2004, when I went to San Francisco for my training, I signed that non-disclosure agreement. And I took it very seriously. But what I saw in that room was incredible, mostly unimaginable, and some things uncomprehendable. And that is until we went through the what it is and what it is not exercise from those different companies. The clarity I got going through that process as these gigantic companies were sharing their new products was, well, it was crisp. It was clear. It made sense. And it gave me great energy. Anyways, the need for forgiveness. After I returned from San Francisco, I was so excited about my learning and what I had seen. Well, I was, however, very protective of my new knowledge, and I shared with my wife that I saw so many things. I explained in very vague terms all the new ways Apple was going to create markets, how Pixar had new movies coming out, how Gap was going to approach retail differently, all of these things. I acted like a total knob, like I was on the inside of the world and she was on the outside. Now, the forgiveness part. From 2004 until about 2010, every time I was watching TV or shopping with my wife, Megan, I would see something from my time in that room in San Francisco that I couldn't disclose until it was disclosed. That was the deal. I think she was ready to throw me off the Golden Gate Bridge because when Apple TV was launched, I looked at her and said, yeah, I knew that was coming. When Apple put out their Bluetooth headphones, I winked at her and said, 
I knew it. Wireless thermostats running off an app on my phone. Eh, I was in the room listening to them talk about that different type of piece. When Gap bought Athletica, I was like, yeah, I was in the room the day they were prepping the pitch to the Chiefs at Gap about building or obtaining an athletic line for women. I mean, so many things that week in that room that made little sense because I had no experience with it. But once it was all laid out on those T-charts, clarity. I mean, I felt pretty cool knowing these things were coming. Even when Apple CarPlay hit, I was like, I met that guy. So I'm sorry, Megan. All right, enough absolution. Clarity is the point for us this year. If we're going to improve for others, this is the year to be generous towards ourselves, to sit down and identify what it is to be generous to you and what it is not. It is not the year to look past our own needs and then be no good to others. If you are going to practice being generous to yourself, there are two final behaviors you have to work on. Forgiveness and gratitude. That's your focus. Being truly generous with yourself means you have to forgive yourself with frequency and then turn and be grateful for what happened, not how it happened or when it happened or where it happened. Be grateful that it happened and then be generous to yourself. Give yourself grace. Give yourself patience. Give yourself time. Give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Give yourself the space that you need to heal. Give yourself the space and time to grow. Give yourself the love you need. Give yourself the mental space to reflect. Give yourself the resources you need. Give to you. This is such a difficult concept for many of us. And believe me, I struggle with it, which is why it takes a new year and the opportunity for us to resolve within ourselves to be more generous to ourselves, to put me first once in a while and not me, Ted, me, us. I don't even know if that makes sense, but this is not total selfishness. It is instead a resolution to give yourself permission to focus on giving within so that in the end, you can give more out. Do you get it? Now, go be generous to yourself. Happy New Year and give yourself what you need this year, which is space and time for you. Clock strikes upon the hour and the sun begins to fade. Still enough time to figure out how to chase my blues away. I've done alright up till now. It's the light of day that shows me how. And when the light falls, my loneliness falls. Oh, I wanna dance with somebody. I wanna feel the heat with somebody.
that burns hot enough to last And with a lot of falls, my lonely heart calls Calls, oh, I wanna dance with somebody I wanna feel the heat with somebody Yeah, I wanna dance with somebody with somebody